up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I'm your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB. And I just got done recording my tight end rankings video, and I'm going to knock out my quarterback rankings. It's Monday evening, uh, July 20th. Uh, I'm doing my tight ends and my quarterbacks this week. Next week, I'll be doing running backs and receivers, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but for now, we're just going to hop right into the screen share. And we're looking at the fantasyfellowship.com. If you hover over the 2020 content tab, you can hit redraft rankings and you can find all my rankings here. I'm trying to update these by the end of the week. I try to do it every other Friday or so. So those will be fresh by the end of the week. Um, but uh, yeah, you got all your quarterbacks, you got your needs. I, I only did standard quarterbacks uh, scoring. Uh, so you can find all this. I, I basically just did, you know, the top 36, you know, t- uh, quarterback threes and whatnot. So uh, you can find all that there, but we're going to be using my <clears throat> my 2020 projections template, which you can uh, access on Patreon for just $10 the rest of July. It'll be $15 starting in August. So if you want to get in early, get the $10 price now. Um, but yeah, you can find the link in the below too as well. Um, but we're just going to kind of roll through my quarterback projections. And uh, I do it standard. I do four-point passing touchdowns, uh, negative two interceptions. And basically, the yardage comes out to where every 25 yards you get a point, um, but it is, you know, decimal points. So, uh, I mean, it's it's pretty simple at the top. You know, you kind of you can argue whether it's Pat Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. So we'll kind of just talk about those guys in a group. Uh, and then I kind of have a couple dark horses, you know, that could finish as the quarterback one. But uh, it's all about Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. I actually have Pat Mahomes uh, ranked just a titch ahead. I mean, look at the points here if I highlight these. I've got them separated by 0.6 of a point. So it's really pulling hairs for me. I love both guys. I think Pat Mahomes is going to walk in and have a much better season than he did last year. Keep in mind, like he kind of struggled to start the year. Tyreek Hill was in and out of the lineup. He had the knee thing going on. Uh, So he's going to have a much better season. And then if we kind of filter back to FF today, you see Pat Mahomes averaged 20.4 fantasy points per game last year, which would have been good for third or fourth. Um, so, I mean, that's his floor basically is, you know, third or fourth quarterback. So I like Pat Mahomes, you know, as early when he really looks good to me is if I get the first overall pick and I'm sitting at 24, 25, I have a hard time passing on Mahomes twice in that situation. So the same can be said for Lamar Jackson. Uh, but as far as Mahomes, I like Mahomes more because he's, you know, just the traditional thrower. Whereas with Lamar Jackson, he's got a little bit more injury risk. Um, he's also got, you know, massive touchdown regression probably incoming this year. I still have him at 30 touchdowns, uh, but Mahomes, man, it feels like he's really safe to, you know, almost flirt with 40 touchdowns. He's probably going to lead the league in passing touchdowns. Doesn't turn the ball over much. He's going to flirt with 5,000 passing yards. And then he is kind of, you know, he's wily with his legs. Um, he showed us, you know, showed us that down the stretch in the playoffs in the Super Bowl. Uh, so I got him going for about 305 rushing yards and two touchdowns there. But uh, I don't know. Mahomes is he's just one of those guys that I like to draft players that I want to root for that I like to watch on TV. I love watching Mahomes and, uh, and Lamar. But I just I really like the passing options for Mahomes. I love the offense. Uh, I'm not scared of the AFC West. It's just uh, so I don't know. I lead Mahomes, but I get it if you want Lamar Jackson number one. Like I said, only 0.6 uh, points separate them for me. So both those guys, I start looking at them at the 24th and 25th overall selection. And uh, I guess we'll talk a little bit about Lamar here. Uh, last year, Lamar, of course, like I don't even need to tell you what he did last year, but his numbers in the passing game were very imp- impressive. He was very efficient. 
Um, he threw just over 3,000 yards, but he had 36 touchdowns to six interceptions. And then you're going to add the 1,200 rushing yards and the seven touchdowns. So that's just ridiculous. Um, I don't really see this 36 touchdown number standing. Uh, I did pull it back down to 30. I have him thrown a little bit more interceptions, maybe trying to force things this year. And I did pull down his rushing yards and his rushing touchdowns. So we'll see if he starts to, you know, pull up a little bit more. But again, he's in his prime. He's going to run. He's going to, you know, have some wicked play action. And year two, Marquise Brown, another year development with Mark Andrews. They brought in uh, Devin Duvernay. They got year two, Miles Boykin. Now they got J.K. Dobbins. So they added to the offense. There is a bull case where, Maybe Lamar has a better season this year, which would be just be ridiculous. But uh, the way I look at it is uh, you can't really go wrong with Mahomes or Lamar. So I love both those guys. They're my top two. Uh, but if you look here, distant, not so far distant. I got Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson in a tier. And th this would be my tier of guys that could beat, you know, I like to think of, you know, Mahomes and Jackson are like default, you know, one and two. But who are the guys that actually have a chance to, to be the QB1 this year? I think it's Dak, and I think it's Russell Wilson. Uh, Dak, they got a new CD Lamb. Blake Jarwin's going to enter in the offense and add more yards per catch to his target than Witten did. So Dak could be a 5,000-yard passer. I have him just under 5,000 at 4,955 passing yards. Um, <clears throat> the thing about Dak and Dallas offense is they, they're going to throw the ball 600 times this year. It'll be kind of fun to see what Mike McCarthy can do, but um, they still have offensive coordinator Kellen Moore there. So there's some continuity there that we like. And then, of course, Gallup, uh, Cooper, Jarwin, C.D. Lamb, Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard. Um, so many good passing options to go to. So I, I gave uh, Prescott a bump this year. I got him throwing 32 touchdowns, nine picks, uh, adding four more touchdowns on the ground, just almost 300 yards. Uh, so Prescott, man, that's and he's playing NFC East defenses. We're not scared of them. So uh, I like everything. And he's also playing for the contract of his life. You know, he kept the franchise tag. So next year he might be on a new team, you know, who really knows? So he's playing for his, you know, for his major, major payday of his career. Uh, so I love that. And then you got Russell Wilson. My, I think I did this in another video, but my favorite Russell Wilson stat is his He's never missed a game. He's played 16 games every year of his career. Uh, he averaged 20.4 fantasy points per game last year. He's thrown for 30 touchdowns in four of the last five years. Uh, he rushed for three touchdowns last year. Um, so he's got that added little boost of a four there. He's not a volume passer, but he's pound for pound. He's one of the best passers in the football in the NFL right now. He's going to complete his passes. He's going to hit his deep shots with Lockett and Metcalf. He's going to run the ball and he's going to spread it around. So, uh, Wilson, not going to surprise me if he gets back up to these 34, 35 touchdowns. I mean, year two of DK Metcalf, they added Philip Dorsett, uh, David Moore is still there. And then, uh, I mean, Tyler Lockett, Tyler Lockett got bumped up a little bit towards the end of last year, who was having a breakout year at the time. He still had an amazing year, but uh, he did kind of have a little hiccup where he couldn't really compete at the 100% level. So it wouldn't surprise me to see, you know, Russell Wilson put up a, a career best season. Uh, maybe he gets over 22 fantasy points per game. Who knows? But uh, he's going to be right there in the top five in the thick of it. So he's kind of the guy that falls through the cracks. Sometimes if I'm up in the fifth or sixth round and, you know, someone's already pounced on Kyler Murray or Deshaun Watson and Wilson's, you know, fifth or sixth off the board, I kind of like the value just because I know I'm getting a top five player who's going to throw over 30 touchdowns and he's going to rush for some touchdowns. So Wilson's 
Wilson and Dak are probably two of my favorite values. If you, if you're sitting there at the end of the fourth, fifth round, or maybe it's the the end of the fifth, um, that becomes a really good option. And if you're playing super flex, these guys are kind of interesting because then, I mean, they can lock you down in the top five, you know, quarterback range, and then you can get someone, you know, like Cam Newton, Derek Carr, Teddy Bridgewater, Joe Burrow, some of these nice QB two options. Uh, But those to me are the clear top four. And like I said, these guys are not separated by much from QB one, Pat Mahomes, uh, 368.7. And I have Wilson down here at QB four at 351.1, which I think would, man, I'm projecting a career season for Russell Wilson. So I might have to revisit that, but uh, I mean, I just love his passing options. He's got Greg Olson, Will Disley back too. A lot of people are sleeping on that tight end room. I think that's going to help him uh, tremendously stay on the field more and convert more third downs and just be more of a, a nightmare for <laughs> defenses to, to defend. So I'm really into all four of those quarterbacks. Uh, and then you got Kyler Murray, man. He was a quarterback eight last year. Um, let's take a look at that. Quarterback eight last year. He played a full 16 games. 3,722 passing yards. Uh, the 20 to 12 touchdown in, in uh, ratio is fine. Uh, hopefully he gets, you know, to 24, 25 touchdowns this year. But again, he's got some massive rushing upside, over 500 yards and four touchdowns. So uh, that was good for 17 and a half points per game. And I mean, there's good reason uh, to love him even more this year. QB8 is his floor if he plays a full 16 games. You're adding DeAndre Hopkins, uh, another year of development for Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald still kicking it. And then you got all those receivers that they drafted last year in Hakeem Butler, Andy Isabella, Keyshawn Johnson. Uh, a lot of those guys, you know, should take a step forward this year. It remains to be seen who, but uh, someone's got to get better over there. So uh, I really like Kyler Murray, but sometimes his his ADP gets a little bit overreached on. So I haven't really been getting too many shares of Kyler Murray. If someone takes Kyler Murray over Russell Wilson, I'll just collect Russell Wilson. Um, so it's kind of like a, a feel it out kind of game. Uh, but yeah, I love Kyler Murray. I got him going for over 4,000 yards, 25 touchdowns, adding five more on the ground. Um, so he came out really high in my score. So I got him number five. Uh, number six is Deshaun Watson, Houston Texans. I got him thrown for 4,125 yards, 26 touchdowns, uh, adding another five touchdowns on the ground. So let's see where he was last year. He was quarterback four. Keep in mind, this is with Deshaun Watson though. Uh, but Will Fuller is yet to play a full 16-game season, so I think a lot of Watson's success this year depends on the health of his receivers. Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, uh, even Kenny Stills, who's kind of like in a legal situation right now. He might not play, so maybe we see Kiki Cutie uh, get called up and get some more work, Um, but I'm kind of nervous about Deshaun Watson at his ADP. He is my quarterback six. He finished quarterback four last year. What was he the year before? The year before that, he's been he's been quarterback four for two straight years. And now you're taking away his security blanket, the best player that he's been able to use the last, you know, two and a half seasons. And you're going to take that away, but you're plugging in a guy like Brandon Cooks, a, a really good slot receiver, Randall Cobb. Um, so they're kind of replacing DeAndre Hopkins with a group there. Uh, and then if Wolf Fuller can play a full 16 season, I think there's, you know, sky's the limit for the Houston Texans passing game. But uh, they also don't throw the ball a ton. You know, under 500 passing attempts, that's, you know, not exactly normal compared to the other guys up here. Um, under 4,000 yards last year. So, uh, I don't know. I, I'm interested in the Houston Texans offense uh, for some players to outperform ADP. But when I'm looking at quarterbacks, I mean, especially in, in the range that he's being drafted in, I'd almost rather 
Um, give me Will. Give me all the guys above here for sure. Uh, but I, I I wouldn't mind taking Josh Allen. You know, any of these guys in this window, I I could see having a little bit more safe of a floor. Um, so I'm into Deshaun Watson, but I guess I really need to see how the camp is going and see how Cooks is working and Cobb is working with Deshaun. Um, so I'm kind of interested there, but I got him at quarterback six. So I'm, I'm optimistic, but I, I think we need to be uh, realistically thinking that maybe his numbers come down a little bit without DeAndre Hopkins. It's a new year, not a lot of time working with these guys so far. So we'll see how he can adapt. Um, but then here's probably my first surprise. I got Matt Stafford up here at quarterback seven. Uh, last year, before he got hurt, he was dealing. Uh, if I filter by fantasy points per game, you're going to see Matt Stafford up here at quarterback three at 20.8 fantasy points per game. <clears throat> Keep in mind, he only played eight games, but he basically threw for 2,500 yards, 19 touchdowns, five picks. He's not going to add anything on the ground, which is fine, <clears throat> but the guy throws touchdowns. If we look at his game log real quick, and actually this was, he was on pace to have the second best year of his career. Um, so he's thrown the ball to Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola, Quintez Cephas, TJ Hawkinson, and he's got the new running backs to throw to. So um, arguably they're like the most talented offense the Lions have had in a long time since Megatron. And even then they really only had Calvin Johnson. So this roster, I guess on offense is probably the, probably the deepest and most talented of, of Stafford's career. So I love that. And then if you look at his game logs, look at all the games with multiple touchdowns, one, two, three, four, five out of eight games over with three or more touchdowns. That's fantastic. He only had one bad game here against Green Bay with no touchdowns, but he still put up a respectable 11.5 points. He didn't turn the ball over. Um, so I like that. He, he's, he's gotten better at taking care of the ball as he gets older. You know, he, he was kind of, you know, he was labeled injury prone and turnover prone the first few years, but he's really done a good job at keeping that stuff in check. And um, I don't know, I think the year of a like half the year of, of, you know, taking off with the back injury, uh, it's going to be good. He's going to feel rejuvenated. And I mean, to consider that he was playing like this with the back injury that he's had the last year and a half uh, I'm all in on Matt Stafford. I guess he's another reason why I'm okay with, you know, waiting uh, or passing on a guy like Deshaun Watson. Cause I think the top five guys, I feel really confident about that. They're all going to be, you know, pretty much top five guys. Maybe Kyler Murray has a little bit of wiggle room there, five, six, seven. But outside of those top five guys, I think Matt Stafford's got the highest ceiling. So he's been winding up on a lot of my teams lately and he's, he's being drafted outside of the top 10 quarterbacks. So he's one of my favorite guys to wait on. Uh, number eight is Tom Brady. I'll just check my time here. 15 minutes in. Okay. Uh, so Tom Brady, new team, Tampa Bay, he's going to have probably the best targets he's ever had to throw to in his career. And he's had Randy Moss and Aaron, jo or Aaron, you know, whatever his name is and Rob Gronkowski. So Tom Brady's walking into Godwin. He's walking into Evans. He's walking into Gronk, OJ Howard. They got some good secondary receivers there to work with. And then they got a handful of backs that can catch the ball too. So uh, super excited about Tom Brady being in, in one Tampa Bay just because we're going to get some good weather games from him down the stretch. And uh, I don't know, the NFC South is going to be wild. So he's going to have a lot of, you know, uh, shootouts, hopefully, a lot of primetime games. So Tom Brady is super exciting at QB8. Um, Matt Ryan, quarterback nine. It seems like he's like on an every other year basis where, okay, I'll be down this year, but next year I, I'm a top five quarterback. So he's he's like another guy like Matt Stafford. He's got top five upside this year. Um, 
I mean, year three or four of Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones. They brought in Hayden Hurst. We'll see who, if Russell Gage can hold on to the number three spot. But they also brought in Todd Gurley. Edo Smith and Brian Hill are still there. So there's a lot of continuity in this offense, which is my favorite word for 2020. And Matt Ryan presents a ton of upside, especially at his value right now. He's being drafted somewhere in that 8 to 12 quarterback range. Uh, he gets all the dome games he can handle. So that's kind of fun. And uh, yeah, man, NFC South quarterbacks. I like, I love all the NFC South quarterbacks this year at value. So uh, he's number nine, Josh Allen down here at number 10. I think this is his floor. I kind of lowballed his projections. I think he's in for a career year though. I mean, you bring in a guy like Stefan Diggs and what is Josh Allen's problem? It's his, it's his inaccuracy, you know? So you're going to give him, I mean, I've seen Stefan Diggs talk in regards as being like, one of the best route runners in the game, best footwork. He's a top five talent at that, at that trait. So you're giving Josh Allen one of the best route runners and he's the, like one of the most inaccurate quarterbacks. So something's got to give that's, I think that's going to boost his completion percentage just a little bit. And uh, we should see some more passing numbers, some more passing touchdowns. And of course he's going to run uh, outside of Lamar Jackson. Josh Allen's probably the best rushing quarterback in the league. That's even over like Kyler Murray and some things like that. So that's kind of interesting. So I love Josh Allen. He's a top 10 guy for sure. I think he was as high as, was he quarterback seven last year? Um, filtered by points. Quarterback seven last year. So I, he's another guy that has top five upside if things bounce his way and he's clicking with Stephon Diggs. John Brown's getting single coverage again. Uh, Dawson Knox is, you know, having a breakout year. Um, yeah, you could probably get the point that quarterback is super deep. If you're playing in one quarterback league, I think it might be time to start looking into super flex leagues. Uh, some of my most important leagues, we've transitioned to super flex in the last year or two, and it's been phenomenal. It's so much fun. Uh, it just makes it that much more competitive. Uh, there's more of a draft strategy to it because I was always the guy that would wait till like quarterback 15, 16 to get my starter, and then I'd be fine um, and still have success. But now you, there's a huge strategy to it where you see quarterbacks going off round one, round three, you know, super early. So um, it's kind of a fun wrinkle to the draft. Uh, but then I got some veteran quarterbacks here in Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. Um, they're sitting at the back of the quarterback one tier, but I love both of them. Uh, of course, Aaron Rodgers, he's got Devontae Adams to throw to. And then the big question is what after that? Uh, but he's got Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams. Those are fantastic running back uh, pass catchers. Uh, we'll see if Alan Lazard can develop in his third season. I think it's his technically his second full season, but Lazard showed some good chemistry with Rodgers down the stretch. They signed Devin Funches, which uh, ooh, I know Devin Funches, but um, he's a quality third, fourth option, I think. And then you got some guys that are, that are still young, like Marquez Valdez-Scantling, uh, Equinemius St. Brown's coming back. They signed a couple other guys too. So, um, and then Jay Sternberger, tight end. He's a sleeper. A uh, guy like um, Robert Tanyan still there, Mercedes Lewis. There's a lot of continuity on this team. And Rodgers, just, he's just too good to ignore. He still finished. As bad as the stats looked last year, he was still quarterback nine. And um, I guess my biggest bull case for the Packers and Aaron Rodgers this year is that they ran a lot of touchdowns in last year because that's kind of what the defense sat back. And they, they said, no, Rodgers, you can't do this. So that's why his numbers were low last year, only 26 touchdowns. Um, but I have a feeling that teams are going to pay more attention to Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and they're going to maybe throw, you know, get back up to the 30 touchdown range. So I have Rodgers at 32 touchdowns, uh, over 4,000 yards, adding a touchdown on the ground. So I like Rodgers. Quarterback 11 feels like his floor. 
considering he played as quarterback nine last year. So he's actually a guy that presents a lot of value, you know, outside of the top 10. He's kind of being drafted in that 10 to 12 range. So I love his value. And then you got Drew Brees, who's kind of the same thing. For some reason, people are letting him fall to like the 10, 12th range of quarterbacks. And that just makes no sense. I mean, you got Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook, Alvin Kamara. I mean, that might be one of the most sexiest, you know, trios of receiving running back combos that you can find. So um, he's getting older. He did break his hand last year, his thumb, I think it was. But he balled out in a huge way when he was playing in the games. Uh, he was averaging over 20 fantasy points per game when he got hurt. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater filled in really well. But when Breeze came back week eight, look at all these games that he was over 20 points. He had a massive game against the Niners, 40 points here. But Drew Brees was fantastic. They kind of, you know, sputtered in the playoffs. I don't know what happens. But that always happens to them in the playoffs. But um, Drew Brees, man, he presents a ton of upside there. So that's my top 12. I'm kind of keeping track of the time here. We're at about 21 minutes. I'm trying to keep these videos around a half an hour. I think that seems like the best uh, sample size. So we're going to kind of start grouping these guys together here. I like Carson Wentz as my quarterback 13. But... It seems like Carson Wentz, man, when he plays, he's, he's, he's great, but he's had trouble staying on the field. Last year was, you know, he was able to play a full 16 games, but the years before that, uh, he missed five games, he missed three games, but he also got hurt in that playoff game, and he pretty much cost Philadelphia the win. They could have easily beaten Seattle if he probably played that full game. Um, and then I guess they, I mean, they got the tight ends, they got Sanders, they got, I guess the problem is they don't really have a lot of good receivers. I really like the tight ends and Sanders there. That's probably about it. So I think Carson Wentz has tight end one, or quarterback one upside, but I really haven't been getting him uh, too much. I'd, I mean, if I'm looking at it, I'd rather uh, – he's probably going in like the fifth to tenth quarterback range. I'd rather – give me Josh Allen, Rodgers, Breeze, Matt Ryan. I like to just wait an extra round or two and get those guys. Uh, but you got some real interesting guys sitting here on the edge of QB1 territory, and that's Ryan Tannehill, Jared Goff, and Daniel Jones. Uh, QBs 14, 15, and 16. I think all these guys could be putting up some quarterback one numbers, you know, maybe not on a weekly basis, but they'll be kind of in and out of the, you know, the top QBs based on matchup. Um, so if you're one of those guys that likes to wait on quarterback, <clears throat> I mean, you could easily pull off a, a tandem of Goff and Daniel Jones or something and just play the matchups each week. You know, they're going to have volume, you know, they're going to score touchdowns. And in Daniel Jones's case, you know, he's going to be rushing for, for yards and touchdowns. So I like those guys. We've got to see if Daniel Jones and Goff can limit the turnovers. The one thing about Tannehill is I really loved how efficient he was last year, but there's almost no way he can, uh, you know, duplicate that efficiency. So I kind of took some of those numbers off, but he's got year two of A.J. Brown. <clears throat> Corey Davis is still hanging around. Jonu Smith. Uh, Adam Humphreys was kind of not exactly 100% last year. Uh, and then Derrick Henry. So that offense, I like it because we know it's going to be on clock, on schedule run the ball they're going to get to the red zone often and that's where Tannehill excelled last year and he's going to run the ball too he's going to get some touchdowns and add some yards so Tannehill sneaky guy who could be a quarterback one this year he was a quarterback one down the stretch uh, so it's not that crazy for me to think about um, and then I guess in the back half here I'm going to kind of group uh, I got Joe Burrow Ben Roethlisberger Teddy Bridgewater and Gardner Minshew these guys are all high-end QB twos for me Joe Burrow is an exciting guy but I think I think I'm a little bit too high on Joe Burrow right now. The way I look at it, I would probably draft Roethlisberger and Bridgewater over him right now. I got really excited about Burrow because I love the passing volume in the Cincinnati offense. And then when you think about them uh, as a team, like they're not going to be good. They're going to be throwing the ball a ton again this year. 
And then, I mean, AJ Green's healthy. Tyler Boyd's a beast in the slot. Auden Tate, Auden Tate T. Higgins, John Ross, Alex Erickson, Joe Mixon, Gio Bernard. No tight end besides CJ uh, Uzuma and Drew Sample, but uh, tons of weapons there. The one thing that I'm nervous about, though, is they're playing in one of the best defensive divisions in the league in the AFC North. So you got Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Cleveland. That's six. Those are six games I probably don't want to start Joe Burrow, maybe at home against Cleveland or something, but we'll see. Um, so I'm probably going to end up shuffling Burrow down a little bit as I start to account for some of the defenses he's going to have to play and maybe just some rookie error. Um, but if the volume, if the, if the value is there, I do like getting Joe Burrow as my quarterback too. I think that could be a good guy. And if you play super flex, Joe Burrow as my quarterback three seems like a good deal because, I mean, they do have some good matchups, uh, but those AFC North matchups scare me. And I guess speaking of AFC North, we got Ben Roethlisberger. He might be the guy that could win your league this year just because his value is so dirt cheap. And if you told me before the draft or whenever you draft, before the season starts, if you said Ben Roethlisberger is going to play 15, 16 games this year, I'll tell you, he's going to be a top 10 quarterback. You know, he's got Juju Smith-Schuster in the slot. He's got Deontay Johnson year two, James Washington, who actually led the team in receiving last year. The thing with Roethlisberger is you also kind of have to tie it into James Conner because I think those two are so uh, tightly linked together for 2020, where if you could tell me both those guys are going to play more than 80% of their games this year, Pittsburgh is going to be going places. They have a lot of talent on offense. That defense is great. And uh, it really just depends on the health of Conner and Roethlisberger. So if everything goes well for these guys, Roethlisberger's got top 10 upside. So I'm super excited about the Pittsburgh offense. Uh, I'm not very excited about the 2020 Carolina Panthers, uh, especially on defense. They're not going to be very good. So I kind of I, I view them as a team um, somewhat like Tampa Bay last year, where they're going to have like nothing to lose kind of thing. Their defense was atrocious in the passing game. Uh, so they were always, you know, Jameis turned the ball over a lot. So they were always trying to come from behind or to catch up and try to, you know, close out the game. So I think there's going to be a lot of volume in Carolina. And then when you think about, Caffrey, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson, Ian Thomas. That's uh, that's a really good, you know, core for Teddy Bridgewater to work with. Um, <clears throat> and I guess I'm excited to see what uh, Joe Brady and Matt Rule can do as they kind of try to bring some more college concepts to the to the NFL. And they got guys like Curtis Samuel and Robbie Anderson to do some crazy fun stuff, you know, whether it's sweeps or not. But uh, it's really hard to predict what the Carolina Panthers offense is going to look like. So sometimes I just kind of like taking the guy that's going to stir the whole drink. And that would be Teddy Bridgewater. So um, high volume offense, not a good defense. There should be a good recipe uh, for a lot of production, whether it's, it might not equate to wins, but uh, that's kind of the same case for Gardner Minshew, to be honest. Jacksonville might be probably the favorite to be the worst team in the league next year. Their defense is probably just as it's probably worse than Carolina right now. They've lost so many good players. But um, uh, the thing about Gardner Minshew is he played really well as a rookie. Just, they basically just threw this kid out there and said, okay, you can, let's see what you do. And he ended up finishing here as quarterback 20. He averaged 16.1 fantasy points per game, which as a QB two, mm, that's perfect. Um, that's really all you need. And then if you look on a consistent basis, he only had a couple games where it was no good. Um, I mean, we don't really, we don't really like seeing these, these eight point games or this four game against the saints. Uh, but for the most part, this guy was hitting 16 to 18 points per game. He had a handful of games over 22 points. And then I really do like that. He, they, he finished the season strong. He, en the, he ended up getting two out of three wins for Jacksonville down the road. So he's like the unquestioned, like 
Like he is the energy of the team, I think, right now. And he's got some good weapons to throw to. They brought in Tyler Eifert. They brought in Chris Thompson. Uh, Leonard Fournette's going to catch passes, you know. And then the receivers, you know, DJ Chark, uh, DD Westbrook, LaVisca Chenault, Chris Conley. There's enough there, and I'm not, I'm really not too scared of the defenses in AFC South. So, and Gardner Minshew can run the ball. He is um, very underrated there. He had 344 rushing yards last year, over five yards per attempt, and zero touchdowns. So I would bet he tacks on a touchdown or two in the rushing game this year, and uh, he should be a safe bet to improve on all of his numbers. So um, I don't care if it's a bad team. There's going to be a lot of production there to be had as they're losing games. So, um, and I guess let's look here at my bottom, my bottom four t- QB twos, I guess. Uh, we're looking at Cam Newton, Derek Carr, Philip Rivers, Sam Darnold. Uh, these guys are all, you know, quarterback twos that we could be streaming at some point. I don't think you're ever going to feel comfortable starting these guys as more than a QB two. Uh, but they, they, you know, when they have matchups, it's going to be worth taking advantage of. Uh, Cam Newton, we'll see if he can get on the same page with his receivers. Um, but I'm still nervous about that Patriot off, Patriots offense as a whole. It's not, it doesn't have a lot of talent on it um, besides Edelman. Uh, we'll see if Nikhil Harry can do much. They got young tight ends and they're going to rely on the running backs a lot. So uh, I'm excited to see Cam Newton, but I don't really know if I'm rushing to get him out on my team. Uh, Derek Carr presents a ton of upside here uh, as you know, he's one of those guys that I can get in a super flex league as my QB two or QB three. And I'd be stoked about it. Um, last year, he had almost a career year. He was quarterback 14 in a standard league last year. It's unreal. He had a career high t- uh, passing yards uh, 4,054. He beat his old one by five, whatever career high completion percentage. Uh, he still needs more touchdowns, but his interception, the touchdown ratio has been really good. Uh, he did run the ball for two touchdowns. So he's got a little bit of a, a running upside, not too much, but he could get some touchdowns this year on the ground. Uh, but <clears throat> I think my number one bull case for Derek Carr is who was he throwing to last year besides Darren Waller and Tyrell Williams for like the six games that he played. Not a lot. And now you're going to add Jerry Judy. You're going to add, I mean, Hunter Renfro was there too. So you got Judy Renfro, Darren Waller, Tyrell Williams is back. Then you're going to add Brian Edwards and Lynn Bowden, Jalen Richard. Um, <clears throat> a lot of good weapon pieces for Derek Carr to grow with. And I'm actually excited. I think the Raiders could be a dark horse this year to sneak in the playoffs, whether that's the five, six or seven seed. They're not going to win the division, but they got nine to 10 wins you know, as their potential this year. So I got Derek Carr thrown for a career high passing yards and we'll see if he can break his 27 to 28 touchdowns. But uh, I really like the the Las Vegas offense, a good offensive line too. There's continuity there. All, all those boxes are checked um, <clears throat> with my quarterback 23. You got Phillip rivers. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for Phillip rivers. I don't know if you can trust him every game. He's just one of those guys that's, you know, he's turnover prone and he's not going to give you jack shit. <laughs> for rushing stats. So Rivers is one of those guys where like, if you completely miss the boat on your quarterback too, you can add Rivers. And like we said, AFC South defenses don't scare us. He's gonna, anytime he plays Jacksonville, you're gonna wanna throw him in there. Maybe not against Tennessee, but same with like the Texans. Like there's a few games where he could be really useful. Uh, Sam Darnold, at, I guess I'll kind of group these guys as, you know, one big tier. Cause these are the, this is basically the best of the rest. So you got Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins, Drew Locke, and Dwayne Haskins. What do all of them have in common? They're low passing volume offenses that I'm not very excited about. I mean, these offenses all have maybe like one or two uh, playmakers that I'm excited about as far as, you know, receivers, but 
Um, they're not going to be throwing the ball 600 times like a Dak Prescott or Jared Goff would be, or even Roethlisberger or Joe Burrow. Um, so Sam Darnold, uh, the Jets offense is going to be much better this year. They got some reinforcements on the offensive line. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is back. They added Frank Gore. So that's like whatever. But uh, they did draft a running back whose name's escaping me. I think it was Perrine, Michael Perrine. And then they drafted Denzel Mims. They signed Brashad Perriman, which is a big deal. And Jamison Crowder's there. And then we're going to see uh, Chris Herndon, tight end. He's going to have a full season. Then they signed Ryan Griffin last year to a nice deal. So he's got he's got some good pieces there. I like Sam Darnold. He's one of those streaming guys that I can see myself uh, using. Uh, you got Baker Mayfield there. I like Baker Mayfield, and I want to see him succeed, but he needs to really uh, settle down in the pocket and stop throwing so many interceptions. His offensive line play got better uh, with Jack Conklin, and they drafted a guy. I can't remember his name. But the offensive line is going to be better. But this team is built to run the ball. They got Kevin Stefanski coming to town. They're going to be one of the heaviest run teams in the league this year with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Uh, so I see all of his passing volume coming down, but his efficiency should go up. But I'm Baker Mayfield is nothing more than a quarterback too. I think he's got upside as like a you know a, a top 15, 16 quarterback. I think. Um, and I guess the same with Jimmy Garoppolo. These guys, in order for guys like Darnold, Mayfield, Garoppolo, and Cousins to really have a good season, these guys got to throw more than 28, 30 touchdowns. Um, they're going to have to have insanely high uh, completion percentages uh, just because the volume's not there. You I mean, you look at the projections that I have here for Garoppolo and Cousins, like they're not even attempting 500 passes. Um, even when I did my, my, my Baker Mayfield projections, I have a friend who's really bullish on Mayfield and I tried to tell him, you got to lower your expectations. So I, I even boosted his pass attempts in my projections just for him just to show him that it doesn't even matter if you get him this many attempts, his, his numbers are probably going to be lower this year. So um, th these guys are all like tweeners. These guys could be my quarterback three, um, but I, I'd kind of be uncomfortable saying, okay, I'm going into the year. Baker Mayfield's my super flex. I think you need to pivot and have a backup plan where maybe say you draft a guy like Josh Allen is your quarterback one, and then you take a, a, a two and a three, like you grab Baker Mayfield and call it Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that'd be the best way to play the matchups for your super flex. Um, so Kirk Cousins, he loses Stephon Diggs, but um, that's, a, again, a heavy run team. Drew Locke, I like Drew Locke's game, but again, that's going to be a heavy run team. Um, a lot of Cortland Sutton, of course, but uh, there's just, I don't really like the volume there. Dwayne Haskins, he's probably going to be on one of the worst teams in the league this year. Um, but he could be one of those guys that gets better as the season goes on. So I'm open to him. I guess Drew Locke and Haskins could be quarterback threes for me. Those would be guys that you would want to stream uh, after we see a couple games or two to see how the offense is working. But um, I guess for time's sake, I'm coming across the 30-minute marker. I'm almost 35 minutes deep here. So I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, I'm not touching these guys down here. Nick Foles is fine, whatever. Maybe he's just on the waiver wire and you stream him if you need him. Tyrod Taylor, like – Tyrod Taylor would be fine guys like your last draft pick to see if he sticks. But again, I'm kind of nervous about that whole Chargers offense, but Tyrod, Tyrod could surprise. Um, when the offense gets a little scary is when, when Herbert comes in, because then you, like all, everything kind of could be either really good or really bad, or I don't even know. Uh, huge range of outcomes. But uh, if Ryan Fitzpatrick starts the year, he might be usable for streaming purposes. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa is a great dynasty prospect, but I don't know if we're going to trust him right away. We'll have to see a couple games. So I'm probably not risking draft picks on these guys. It's really uh, probably the 29 quarterbacks up. Um, 
So I think that's going to do it, though, for the quarterback video. If you stuck with me to the end, don't forget to like the video. Uh, leave a comment. Let me know who your favorite quarterback sleeper is. Or if uh, I guess I have a question, do you play more? Like, are you in a super flex league? You know, who are your quarterback two targets that you guys like sleeping on? Um, any kind of information like that would be uh, greatly appreciated. And we can talk about it in the comments. But yeah, subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're listening on any of the podcasting platforms, thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate your time. And if you could leave us a review on the Apple iTunes app, uh, review, ratings, whatever you got to get so we can get higher in the rankings, that'd be great. Uh, so yeah, man, thank you for your time. And uh, we'll see you in another video. Peace.